You're listening to The Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI. Good morning and welcome to The Whatcom Report, a program in the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce in partnership with KGMI uh, News Talk. And so this morning, we're going to have a conversation, we're going to have a part of a conversation uh, that's nothing new to The Whatcom Report, nothing new to our business community, nothing new to the community dialogue going on right now. And that is one of public safety, crime, uh, the criminal justice system. And so we have our county prosecutor uh, here on the show with us this morning. So we're going to learn some of the things that we might not know about the process, some of the problems, maybe some of the solutions that we can achieve uh, in our community when we look at so many, and again, part of my focus, my lens is our business community uh, is in a bit of crisis with crime on the rise. And so I think we've got some opportunity to to learn a lot uh, about why, what, what got us here and maybe what can get us out of here and away from here. So if that's of interest to you, stay tuned and we'll be right back. Hey, how was the grocery store? Everything is getting more and more expensive. I know, I stopped to get gas today and the price has gone back up. We need to talk about the budget again. The cold weather is here and we're going to need a new furnace or maybe a heat pump. I'm not sure which. Well, I was talking to Joe, and he recommended Linden Sheet Metal. They had a new heat pump put in. The guys that came out to install it were professional, and the heat pump works great. He also said there's up to $2,400 in rebates that we can tap into. That sounds great. Rebates and energy savings with a new furnace or heat pump? Let's call Linden Sheet Metal and make an appointment. Call Linden Sheet Metal today and talk to us about staying warm this winter. Because in a world where it seems everything is more expensive, there are ways to save on installation and monthly utility bills. And we can also help with low monthly payments. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. Join Bellingham Coin for their holiday estate sale. Thursday the 17th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You'll find tons of treasures just in time for the holidays. Browse through vintage and antique items with great value and tons of festive flair. You won't find gifts like these anywhere else. Make your VIP reservation now for the event of the season. On Thursday, November 17th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come find your hidden treasures by visiting us at the Bellingham Coin Shop on Cornwall Avenue in Bellingham and at BellinghamCoin.com. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Dewey Griffin Subaru, Ferndale Downtown Association, Lydia Place, UA Local 26, and Lorraine's Window Coverings. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the Whatcom Report. I'm your host, Guy Chigrasso, President and CEO of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce. And as I mentioned, we're here to have a really important conversation on what I would call the justice and law and the criminal justice system, uh, public safety. And so we have Whatcom County Prosecutor Eric Ritchie on the show with us this morning. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so one of the things we always like to do uh, when we have guests on, is just to hear a little about who you are, what got you to your role, a little bit of the the history. I mean, you are an elected official, so I think that's an important element to. And again, you're you're more than just an elected official too. Like we're all humans. So again, let's just let's learn a little bit more about you. Well, great, thanks. So I am the Whatcom County Prosecutor, and I've been in this role for the last four years. Uh, prior to that, I was a deputy prosecutor in the office for approximately 27 years. So I've been I've been doing this work for a long, long time. I worked under Dave McEachern, who I respect very much. Uh, he still comes into the office for those who are interested. He uh, is here every Wednesday doing work on a number of things, and he's been a great resource over the last four years. I, uh, I, I guess growing up in the office, I've handled virtually every kind of crime you can think of, 
Uh, I've not practiced civil law, but uh, we have a number of attorneys within the office who do a great job on that. In fact, I think that that is where we shine the most. Uh, we're doing as much work as we can to uh, make sure that our community is safe. And uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's our goal that we want to, I mean, that's our goal, keeping the community safe. Yeah. How does, and just because I'm curious, right? Like I'm fascinated by, by workforce and career. Uh, some of our listeners on the Walkman Report probably already are very well aware of that. So I'm always fascinated is how did you, what led you to, I would say the prosecuting side of practicing law? Well, that's a, an interesting question. When I went to law school, uh, I talked to a number of people about the different professions that people could get into once they finished their degree. And my dad told me that uh, the most fun work he had done, because he was a practicing lawyer at the time, in fact, a, a court commissioner. Uh, and he told me that the most fun he had working in the legal profession was that as a prosecutor. And that had to do with being a part of a member of a team and working hand in hand with police and making sure that our community was, was uh, kept as safe as possible. He found it very fulfilling and rewarding. He'd done other things and, and this was that was the best work he had done. And I thought, you know what, that, that makes sense to me. And that's exactly where, where I uh, went to immediately. Great. And so for those people that may be a little unclear, what is the prosecutor's office? Right. The prosecutor's office is actually uh, bigger than most people think. I talked about the criminal division and the civil division. Uh, we have 25 attorneys. We have a total of 25, uh, a total of 50 people in the office, 25 support staff as well. Uh, we, we do virtually every kind of law you can think of, um, virtually. We, uh, we handle all the crimes within Whatcom County. Uh, there are cities that handle their own municipal matters, but the major crimes and the things that happen out in the county are all handled by us. And their civil division does a, uh, the, a large variety of, of cases that uh, protect the county from lawsuits. And that's why I was talking about, uh, we do virtually everything you can think of. Uh, it's a very broad group. And then one more division that I need to mention also is our, um, boy, support enforcement group. And support enforcement makes sure that people are paying their child support as well. So we, we handle a lot of different kinds of cases. Yeah, and so that's just those cases where private attorneys aren't aren't the best fit, or just more public service. Well, these right? are all public. These are all public service uh, yeah. positions, and and um, yeah, we, to make sure that our public is is well cared for. Great. Well, again, I ask I ask silly. Man, that's not a silly question. I ask maybe simple questions because there's a lot of times people don't know, and I think it's important to you know, get some of those simple answers out there. So I appreciate for taking that time to do that. And so the impetus for having you on the show today is about a month back, uh, the chamber partnered with the Downtown Bellingham Partnership and produced, I can't remember what, what we ended up calling it, but essentially it was a public safety town hall, specifically looking at downtown. And as you mentioned, you oversee the entire county. A lot of unincorporated stuff, but also some big stuff that happens inside our municipalities as well. And if you could take a minute or two just to kind of, I would say, reflect on the current state of, again, public safety, big, broad term, uh, but kind of the current state of public safety, where do you see it right now? So I have a lot of concerns about our public safety within our community, and uh, I came here today to talk about those things. I, I'm concerned about the local, I'll start off with Washington State. Um, our stats show from 2021 that crime is down, but crime is down overall, but uh, murder and other violent crimes are up significantly. And these are the things that I think concern most of our community. Uh, those are stats, the best stats we have. Uh, I think th that in 2022, we're gonna see that crime has increased more. Um, and that, that worries me. And I think it worries everyone. And that's, that's, I think, why I'm here today. Yeah, so when you say crime has actually decreased, is that a statewide number or is that yeah, local is too? 
Right. That's the statewide number. Uh, and that's overall crime. Uh, like I said, our stats are only um, our stats are from 2021. We don't have 2022 stats yet. Right. And the 2021 stats show that crime overall is down by 3.7% from the previous year. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's really interesting. And again, I think it's important to note the most severe or some of the most severe crimes are up. I think that's a really important note here. I think when we look at a, a little bit local lens uh, from a retail crime, um, I would say theft, organized crime, like we're seeing those, if we're listening to our retailers, those numbers are going up uh, over the last couple of years as well. And so out of curiosity, do we know the crimes that we're seeing a decrease in? Well, actually, it is property crime that that in 2021, okay. there was a decrease. But you know what? It's, we don't have the full story. 2022 yeah. is, is a different story. And we're all hearing about how crime is, is running rampant throughout our community. And I believe it. You know, I've, I've spoken to a, a number of victims and a number of folks who work in retail professions, and they tell me the same thing. And that is yeah. that crime is up. I, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the 2022 stats, but I don't know that I need to, to know yeah. that crime is, is causing a lot of trouble here. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the stats that I've heard from a, a handful of our, again, national retailers. Uh, and so I'll keep confidential which ones I've spoken to. Uh, but the loss prevention, which is, again, the theft prevention in most retailers, uh, many of our Bellingham locations are number one in their network of all of their retail stores regionally or nationwide. Bellingham is number one in loss. And so that is significant. That's a, that's a number one. That's a top 10 list we don't want to be a part of. Right. And um, I, that doesn't surprise me. I think that that yeah. is uh, something that's caused by one of the bigger problems we have in our community, and that is a a lack of accountability from having uh, a jail that's inadequate. We're turning Mm -hmm. people away due to booking restrictions because we can't hold people who are committing property crimes, and the criminals know it. And then there's also an issue with our courts. We haven't had trials for the last two years, and people know that they do not need to resolve their cases. And that's that's up until recently. We're starting to, you know, we started trials relatively recently, and mm-hmm. uh, we're making people more accountable that way. But for so long, they didn't feel that accountability. And, yeah. and again, the criminals knew it. Yeah. So I look forward to touching base on all of those, because those are some three really, really big topics there in about 45 seconds. So we're going to take a break and we're going to get to all of those very shortly. So stay tuned. Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway free of potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory-trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great. Get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at Farmers Equipment Company. To learn more, visit us online at FarmersEquip.com or stop by our locations in Linden or Burlington today. Farmers Equipment Company, serving the Pacific Northwest for over 86 years. Heating emergencies happen when your house is freezing. You need help and make it quick. Contact Clean Air Heating and Cooling. Their trucks are ready to go with everything needed to repair your Lennox furnace, heat pump, or fireplace. This winter, keep Clean Air Heating and Cooling on speed dial for all your heating emergencies. Call or text 398-9400 for 24-7 repair service. When heating emergencies happen, count on the professionals at Clean Air Heating and Cooling, a Lennox dealer. Online at callcleanair.com. Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, uh, you know, stayed home, did the same old things. Does this conversation sound familiar? KGMI's Lifestyle Lookout covers events happening each weekend that you may or may not be aware of. 
Don't get caught in the same old conversation on Monday morning. KGMI's Lifestyle Lookout is brought to you by Labels Consignment. Find quality and current women's clothing, shoes, home decor, and more at Labels on Northwest Avenue and James Street. Lifestyle Lookout airs every Friday on the KGMI Morning News. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. You are listening to The Walker Report. I'm your host, Patrick Grasso, uh, from the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce, and we're here with our Whatcom County Prosecutor, Eric Ritchie, uh, talking about public safety. And so we were kind of did a pretty good overview in that last segment. Uh, but one of the topics that has been uh, substantial uh, as far as, I would say, conversations that I've had, and I can only imagine uh, how substantial they've been for you and your team uh, is some of the police reform laws that happened in 2021. Uh, so I would love to hear your opinion on that. Sure, yeah. So the police reform laws, I think I think the impetus for them was, it was noble. Uh, you know, the killing of George Floyd, that's, that should impact all of us. And, and uh, we, you know, all should think about that and, and the work that we do. But, but frankly, I found the loss to be too reactionary and probably not even, or I should say possibly not even relevant in, the, in our neck of the woods. Uh, equitable application of laws specifically to race should be looked at. Um, and I don't mean only police, but I also mean prosecutors and, and uh, courts. And, you know, frankly, I'm not afraid to be looked at. I think we should be looked at. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I support the Racial Equity Commission that's been uh, developed here in Whatcom County. But regarding the laws, uh, you know, there are several problems that were, were uh, made by the by the legislators when they did this. They didn't yeah. feel like they were well thought out. Uh, the next year's legislature went back and fixed some of them, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. And we're still stuck with some major issues that are hampering police from doing their work. Yeah. And so what are what are some of those, again, those state policies? And again, I don't think there's too much to talk about of the things, the few things that were fixed, and I'm air quoting fixed, fixed. Um, there are there are some things that we need to see, I would say change altogether. Um, but from your perspective, what are you seeing as some of those uh, still yet needed changes? Absolutely. The things that need to be fixed are pursuit as well as decertification issues. So pursuit is uh, what where police would be able to essentially chase people when they've committed mm-hmm. crimes. They've been limited in their ability to do that. And the way the legislature did that was they've they've. Uh, told police that they can only chase people who are charged who they believe would be charged with serious violent crimes sex offenses and duis and all other crimes they cannot pursue them and because of that we have had a number of uh what would be crimes where officers would chase them and, and they've had to disengage and not be able to in you know to resolve the matter through a chase uh so so this is this is something that police are concerned about. I'm concerned about, and it's something that the again the criminals know about. They mm-hmm. in fact have uh, it's, there are some interesting stories about uh, criminal defendants who uh, contact us and and contact even police saying you don't have a right to chase me. Uh, so anyway, that that's been a real problem. I, I think that's hurting our, the safety of our community. The decertification issue, while it sounds like it's reasonable to tell police, look, you have to do things right. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they do have to do things right. Uh, but the decertification and the attacks on what's known as qualified immunity, it's it's caused police a lot of concern and it's it's hurt their ability to hire. And then, in fact, it stopped police from doing a lot of the proactive policing that they used to do. In fact, the I've, I was told just recently at a training that police are no longer doing what's known as social contacts. And when officers go and meet people on the street and do the social contacts, that's where they find crimes. And they're not doing that anymore because they're afraid of getting in trouble, afraid of decertification, and afraid of um, basically getting sued. Yeah. 
is part of some of that because um, again when I at least from the city of Bellingham a lot of conversations I've had with uh, the police department is the number of officers like just a staffing is there also some of that kind of on the street work that's kind of gone away because of the staffing shortage too well i'm sure that that's part of it i mentioned okay. hiring the numbers of police within the ranks of bellingham are, are dwindling and mm -hmm. people people are leaving the profession they haven't been able to hire the in the way that they've done in the past and it's making it difficult for them to do the again proactive policing that they used to do that yeah. allowed people in whatcom county to feel safe right and i think it's also a component of that too is you know like one of the things our office is downtown pretty close to your office and you know like the bike cops you know eight years ago you would see bike cops and you don't see that anymore and so i think part of that is the the that community engagement which is a little bit different than what you're talking about too you're talking more of the investigative uh, um, proactive policing versus just community engagement and i think staffing issues uh decertification concerns all of those things really lead to that oh we only see police officers doing this one little thing and they used to do all this other stuff um so with also, again, that was the legislative uh, changes that happened in 2021 and then some of the fixes that happened in 2022. And one of the other conversations, I'm jumping around a little bit in, in our potential agenda here and some of the talking points is the Blake decision, because I hear these conversations merging and they're not, they're different processes. So what was the Blake decision and how is it different than the legislative changes that happened in 21 and 22? Well, the Blake decision was done, uh, was created by the Supreme Court, and it was a decision where the Supreme Court decided that uh, there needed to be an intent element in possessing illegal drugs. And not having an intent element made the whole crime unlawful and uh they just threw it out essentially okay. so the legislature had an opportunity to fix that because they could come in and add the word intent or knowingly or, or something like that to possess drugs and they decided not to do that they instead made possession of hard drugs a simple misdemeanor but only after police have given suspects two deferrals now nobody really knew what two deferrals meant when the legislature put it together again it was probably not as well thought out uh, as the as the legislature could have done but uh it turns out that the only thing that police can do is hand out a referral for drug treatment when they see it happen and frankly i don't even think that's happening very much because it's it's you know again putting officers in yeah. jeopardy for very little very a very small result and how would you even track that? That's that's kind of what I've heard when it's like, how do you know this individual got a card? Uh, that right. seems... So it's a referral card and that's exactly right. That's what officers would be handing out if they're gonna hand out and do anything about it. And there is no way to track it at this point. The legislature did not create a, a method for tracking. So people in Bellingham may not know what's happening in the county. People in the county may not know what's happening in the city in another county or anywhere across the state. Yeah. So there's no way There's no way to track these things. So we don't know who's received two referrals and deferrals before, uh, before a misdemeanor prosecution could happen yeah so on this decision and also the state decision so again from a Indian I I can advocate for things I don't know how well it's easy for for you as a public official to advocate things but what are those things that need that we need our legislators to fix well on both accounts right so I I actually advocate fairly well. I have good communication with our legislators locally and even some across the state. Our My uh, prosecutor organization known as WAPA, we're also very active in, in legislative affairs. And, you know, we're looking at the Blake issue right now, trying to figure out what we want to do uh, and what, what might be effective. Because it, this is an important factor in our community and keeping people safe. People who are affected by drugs and they impact our community, and of course they hurt themselves too. 
And mm-hmm. it, that's neither of those things are okay. And we're just letting them stay there, letting them sit there and, you know, hurt us and hurt themselves. And, it, you know, again, that's a problem. We have no way to enforce some sort of treatment, no consequences yeah. to get them started in anything. So that's, that should be concerning in our community. And we should be talking to our legislators about that. Yeah. And is there any room uh, from a, from a staffing perspective for drug treatment in our community? Like it's, I imagine that's a really tough position to fill. Well, right. So we don't have enough treatment locally or within our state and just creating the treatment beds isn't going to be enough. I mean, it's important. Believe me, it's important, but it's not enough because we need to have a mechanism to get people encouraged to get treatment. And we don't have anything when we don't have any consequences from our courts that will push them in that direction. Yeah. So we are to our next break. Um, So we're going to continue the conversation with the I don't know if we'll get to it in this next segment, but the $150 million elephant in the room. Uh, So it's a little teaser uh, for a next segment. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Enjoy your retirement at Meadow Greens, a retirement community offering warm, welcoming, independent, and assisted living apartments. Located on a premier golf course in beautiful Linden with panoramic views of green rolling hills and snow-capped mountains, Meadow Greens offers a fitness center, wellness programs, tailored social and recreational activities, and complimentary unlimited golf play with cart at Homestead Golf Club. One- and two-bedroom apartments with full kitchens are available, offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a more social meal at the Outward Nine Restaurant or the Duck Hook Bistro. Then relax with a glass of wine with friends or cozy up next to the fireplace with a good book in the library lounge. Meadow Greens can also be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow Greens. Hey, Gen Z, talking to you. Did you know that HIV is still a problem in the U.S.? Did you know that HIV is not the same as AIDS? Did you know that all genders are vulnerable to HIV? Did you know that current treatments for HIV can prevent the disease from progressing and prevent transmission to others? Did you know that when HIV is undetectable, it is also untransmissible? Did you know that 21% of new HIV cases in the U.S. occur among those ages 13 to 24? Now you know. Get the facts about HIV and get tested. Everyone should get tested at least once as part of routine health care. People with higher risk factors should be tested at least once a year. The Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation can help you learn more and find free, fast, confidential testing near you at etaf.org slash resources. That's etaf.org to learn more. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. I'm Deanna Harrelock. I'm here to keep you informed with the morning news from 6 to 9 a.m. But even with all that time in the morning, there's still so many things I want to talk about. You know, beyond the morning news. And now I have the chance to give you exactly that. Head on over to KGMI.com slash mornings for extended conversations on everything that might not be making headlines. My thoughts on travel, food, music, and hey, maybe a little bit of culture. Beyond the Morning News updates every Tuesday on KGMI.com slash mornings. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. Our agents can review your plan options and assist you in finding the plan that best suits you and your family's needs. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2023, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? 
Contact West Mechanical today at westmechanical.net to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the Walker Report a program of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce in partnership with KGMI. I'm your host, Guy Trigasso, and we're here with Eric Ritchie, our county prosecutor, uh, talking everything public safety. And so we did a pretty good deep dive there on some of the, the laws and legislative aspects that change and the work that still needs to be done. But I think how I want to have the conversation kind of morph is in what are we seeing now? Uh, and again, I mentioned earlier is some of the retail theft um, our community is experiencing. And I'm kind of curious what you are seeing and hearing, because there are some stores that are, you know, trying to prosecute and trying to engage. Uh, what are some, what are some thoughts? What are some observations? What are some recommendations? So, I've seen a lot. I have I've seen a lot and I've seen a lot over the years and I've seen some changes over the years. Some of the changes have not been good for our community. Um, to begin with, I, I want to say that uh, I became reengaged in this whole matter uh, more very recently when I saw on social media that people were complaining about our law enforcement officers not getting the job done. And it's not completely due to, I mean, these issues are not completely due to law enforcement. Um, I've talked to our retailers. They have a monthly meeting where they get together and talk about loss prevention. And I've been out there speaking to them and I learned something that surprised me greatly. And that was that there are a number of retailers who are not engaging the suspects who are stealing from them. They're not stopping them. They're not detaining them. And that makes it very difficult for law enforcement to respond timely. I've heard of complaints that law enforcement's not there, not doing their work, and that's not true at all. If they can't, if they can't hold someone or they don't hold someone, then law enforcement can't arrest them and we can't prosecute them. Now, that's not every retailer, but it's a lot of them. And yeah. the reason why they're doing it is it's because of the business model. They're concerned about liability. They're concerned yeah. about somebody getting hurt. And if somebody gets hurt, they get sued. And that's going to cost more than what it costs to let things go out the door. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's just, I mean, it's, it's very concerning. But one of the things I've also seen more recently is more arrests. They're coming across my desk. I'm seeing okay. more and more retail theft arrests coming off across my desk. And I think that's because some of the retailers are stepping up and okay. they're starting to re-engage or engage with the people who are stealing from them. So, and it is something that is allowed. I think that's an important component because of a lot of misinformation. You have to check every store's, every store's employees should check their store and their store protocols. Uh, but if the store chooses to, they are allowed to do that. Absolutely. Yes, they can. They can stop and detain and hold someone who has stolen from them. That's that's clear within the law. Uh, and that's been the, the state of the law for hundreds of years. Yeah. So next up, um, let's talk about uh, the courts. You mentioned a little earlier uh, that some of the proceedings essentially stopped during the pandemic. And so kind of, you know, as we are October uh, 2022, uh, two and a half years during into the pandemic, and hopefully coming out of it. Um, what's the state of our court system right now? Well, we're in trial a lot. All of a sudden, over the last uh, several weeks, we've had two trials going every week. And in fact, that's going to happen again next week. So we're, we are very active as of recently. Uh, it's uh, That hasn't been the case for the longest time, mainly due to COVID. But it also has to do with how our courts take control over their courtroom. And what I'm talking about is the judges. The judges have the ultimate control to decide what's going to go to trial. There are things they have to be concerned about. They have to make sure that they're that they're following the law, of course, and making sure that criminal defendants have their um, all their rights given to them, including the effective assistance of counsel. So that's something that they have to be worried about. 
but they've been worried about it a little too much. When yeah. a defense attorney gets up there and, and says, I'm not able to go to trial for whatever reason, that's been grounds for continuance. And okay. as of recently, our judges have started taking more control over the courtroom and telling people that they need to get in front of them and explain uh, what it's going to take for them to be ready to go to trial. And that's been effective. We, good. again, have suddenly been filling our courtrooms again, and it's uh, it's been feeling really good. Yeah. And so as far as like a volume goes, let's say 2019 compared to 2022, um, is it a comparable volume that you're seeing? You know, I, I um, for the last several weeks, including next week, I feel like it's a higher volume. I, I feel like... Okay. I, right. Well, we have and we a, have a backlog too. We have a backlog of cases, yeah. you know, important cases, cases that need to go to trial, and and we, we you know, everybody knows which ones they are. It's it's, uh, but we're getting support from our courts. Okay. Making, making sure that uh, you know that that people are ready for trial, and I think that's having a big impact. But suddenly, we we are really we're really getting our work done, and it feels really yeah. good. Yeah, and so. Is, is there things the general public can do to, I don't, I don't even know, like offer support or, I mean, encouragement sounds a little silly because sometimes you're just getting in people's way from doing their job. Uh, but is there something that people can do to, to advocate to get through some of these um, backlog of cases? Or is it more of just to kind of stay out of the way and let people do their job? <clears throat> I, th I think it's always important for people to express when they want to be in front of the courts and, and they do do that. They say, we need this case to take priority. They talk to us and tell us that, okay. and, you know, of course, prosecutors react to that. Our courts react to that. So uh, stepping okay. up and telling us how you feel about your case really matters. Okay. Well, we're going to take a next break because I want to spend the next segment talking about, again, I teased it and I'm going to tease it one more time, $150 million uh, elephant in the room, and that is the jail. And that's, a, I would imagine, a pretty significant topic uh, engaging your world. And I think over the next, gosh, what, 16 months, we're probably going to have a robust dialogue on the jail in our community um, especially as we lead up to what I'm guessing a November 2023 election. Uh, so stay tuned. And I look forward to talking uh, about the jail and some of the, the aspects, deficiencies, possibilities uh, regarding our uh, probably single biggest expense in county government. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned and we'll continue the conversation. Do you have a lawnmower, a tractor? construction equipment? If so, you need to visit Meridian Equipment in Laurel. Meridian Equipment is a family business that services and sells all makes and models of agricultural, construction, and material handling equipment. They have the oils, fluids, and hardware that you need. Need a battery? They stock Interstate and Optima batteries for everything from heavy-duty off-road to lawn and garden. Meridian Equipment, open weekdays from 8 to 5 and Saturdays from 8 till noon on Guide Meridian in Laurel. What better way to celebrate the holidays than with a customized gift from Bergen? Customized company apparel and corporate gifts are the perfect employee and customer appreciation gift, like a customized company logoed North Face Skyline full zip fleece jacket. Yes, Bergen carries the real North Face or the Carhartt watch cap, available in nine colors and perfect for keeping warm on the next company job or a customized weekender duffel. So your team can represent your brand on every business trip. Tis the season for treating the people who make your company more than just a company. Elevate your company brand with customized company apparel from Bergen. From polos to sweatshirts, ball caps to bags, and everything in between. Bergen does it all, so your company apparel can say it all. Give Bergen a call and get a quote on your order in just 24 hours. Or stop by the showroom Monday through Thursday to take a look for yourself. Don't wait. Place your order by December 6th to ensure delivery in time for the holidays. Bergen on Iron Gate in Bellingham and online at bergenembroidery.com. 
KPUG is the sports leader, bringing you complete coverage of the Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies, and our high school athletes. We put you in the stands of the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, the World Series, March Madness, and state championships. Plus, KPUG features the best in sports analysis and entertainment, from Dan Patrick and Jim Rome to Mike Greenberg and our own Mark Skolton. If it's happening in sports, it's on. KPUG 1170, 97.9 FM, KPUG 1170.com. Welcome back to the Walkham Report. I'm your host, Gab Chagrasso, President and CEO of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we're here talking everything public safety, crime, law, and justice uh, with our Washington County Prosecutor, Eric Ritchie. And so I've been teasing this a little bit, actually a lot, uh, because it's a big conversation in our community. It has been for a number of years uh and i think probably we're we're about to that point where we're launching into having this conversation in a robust way again and that is the jail and so part of the criminal justice piece is the jail uh from a booking perspective and so i'm curious what has been um and what have you seen what are some of your frustrations and concerns uh, with the jail and what some of the deficiency is over the last few years. So the jail is kind of the hub for so many of the issues that we've talked about. We've talked about police and their ability to keep us safe. And of course, you know, without having a jail that can accept people into it, they haven't had places to take people who have committed crimes. We talked about retail theft. We talked about um, how people are somewhat brazen and know that they know the laws and they, they run from police. They know that they're, they they're not facing jail. They know mm-hmm. that because there's booking restrictions and it's caused a huge problem for law enforcement and for prosecutors and of course for the community and community safety so uh i i can't say enough to our listeners here that we need a new jail to take up the slack where things are, are really hurting and when you say booking restrictions what does that mean so the sheriff has imposed booking restrictions and I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. The sheriff did the right thing because he needs to keep his community of, of people within the jail safe. The restrictions have been put in place due to COVID. And also, um, you know, there's just not enough room. Not, not enough room Lack of elevator people. and all of oh, those things. I, right. <laughs> there are all sorts of problems, physical problems with the jail and its ability to be used fully. Uh, but we are still putting people in there. It's just there are a lot of folks that do not get in there because they haven't committed a serious enough crime. Mm-hmm. And so if we had a bigger jail, do you feel that would be a deterrent because we could actually book people like in your professional expertise? Do, do you see those those lack of booking restrictions and the ability to book people as a deterrent for crime? Absolutely. It'd be a deterrent for crime. The booking would be swift. It'd be certain. It'd be something that uh, people would not want to happen to them. So they would not commit a crime as frequently as they do today. Uh, It also help us resolve cases. You know, we talked about a a backlog of trials and and where where people aren't facing any consequences. And believe me, they feel like they're not. They, Mm -hmm. They don't they don't resolve their cases either. So this is, uh, the jail is the very important component to all things criminal justice. Yeah. And so I, I don't think that you're you're running. I think it's the county council kind of running point on it. But can you define or describe the process that's going on right now with regards to the jail? I think so. The, the process right now is, is uh, largely being uh, forwarded by Barry Buchanan mm-hmm. of the county council. He has a strategic action committee where he's engaged a group of a large group of citizens to consider all things regarding the jail. Not only, uh, not only, you know, where to put it, how big to make it, but also what kind of services to provide as well. And all of these things are being talked about in a regular manner so that we can understand what our community wants so that a jail that, so a jail can be built appropriately. Yeah. I've always, when I think of the jail and our criminal justice system, um, I I think of a, a, a phrase that was really popular when I was a kid. It's like, 
don't hate the player, hate the game, right? And I think it's it's really interesting, like when you look at criminality and a big component of, I think, and this is, I believe Sheriff Bill Elfo said this um, sometime over the last 12 months during a Rotary meeting that about 65% of the sheriff's engagement with um, criminal activity are related to a mental health or a substance abuse component. And it's, I mean, I guess I look at it from a fiscal conservative perspective and say, gosh, I, I don't want to pay to send someone through the court system and then have them spend two days in jail when we might have an opportunity to actually provide some solutions for them. And then I put my business hat on and say, we're in a workforce crisis here. If we can actually provide stability for humans, uh, we could probably put to work because we have the open employment. Uh, so when we think of mental, uh, mental treatment and then addiction treatment, I'm kind of interested as to what you see as some solutions and is there, you know, what kind of treatment facilities are needed? Can that be all merged into one thing? Right. No, no, they cannot be merged into one thing. So people are different and people need different services. They not only levels of services, but also even even where things should be located. Our jail needs to have the services for the people that need to be held in jail for the dangerous folks. They, they yeah. need that. But uh, there are uh, people that need the support in the community as well. And yeah. so we, we, it's not a one size fits all. And, okay. and you're talking about uh, the scope, the scope of, of services. You talked about mental health. You talked about addiction. Yeah. We also need family support. And uh -huh. I, that's something that's hitting the ballot right now uh, on Proposition 5. We have, uh, if, if people were given some more family support, they may be less likely to commit mm -hmm. crimes. Statistics show that. I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot of support in mental health and and treatment for for drugs that need to be addressed along with our jail and that's all being talked about right now in that strategic action committee yeah uh thanks for bringing up prop five and again just a little bit of a, a, a again tr transparency uh the chamber board of directors has endorsed that uh initiative which is really really tough for a business association to say yes to a property tax uh, but again we've been engaged in this child care dialogue for quite some time and yeah, those support systems put people back to work and create high functioning, great humans. Uh, and that's why and, we're supporting that. And I appreciate that. And it also helps people stay away from criminality, which yeah. is uh, what I think about. Totally. Right. Absolutely. Like it's a it's a both and situation, which is always good. There's some fiscal responsibility with both and. And so that's really kind of why I've always been fascinated is. Um, again, when we think of us as creating a center in a complex, and a lot of the dialogue right now as far as jail location seems to be like if I'm reading, I'm not a member of the SAC. Um, I just I watch it from afar. I'm a fly in the room, if you will. Um, there seems to be three locations that are kind of rising to the top. That's the existing location, or let's say Civic Center downtown. There's out at Iron Gate, which is next to it. And this goes back into the, the co-location of services, but realizing that you have intentional uses. Uh, the Crisis Stabilization Center is out there, given very small, we need it to be bigger, um, as well as the Work Center, which is kind of the existing um, additional jail uh, facility that we have in the county. And then of course, the conversation that's been happening for about 10 years now with the Ferndale property that is owned too. And so, yeah, it's a very fascinating conversation uh, with regards to what we need uh, for a jail and accompanying services. And again, just to, just to help people, we still need to treat criminals and to treat the criminality. I don't want to. I don't want to water that down, but I'm I'm interested in getting people out of the cycle because it doesn't seem super helpful if we're spending a lot of time 
people going through court, staying in jail a night or two, and then back out doing the same thing. Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's another solution there. So I pontificated a little too much there. I, my apologies. So with that, uh, we're going to go to um, our final break and get back for a wrap-up conversation. So stay tuned. This is Russ at Linden Manor Assisted Living. While the world has changed, the needs of our seniors have not. At Linden Manor, we offer independent and assisted living, as well as memory care. It's your private apartment. You don't live at our work, we work in your home. We have 24-hour nursing staff, weekly housekeeping, three daily meals, on-site beauty salon, and activities to keep both mind and body young. Find value in community living. Visit our website at lindenmanor.com or call Janet for more information. Derek here at DND Insurance. I'm here to talk to you about your Medicare options. There are generally two options to choose from once you qualify for Medicare. Medicare supplements, where Medicare is primary, or Medicare Advantage plans, which are contracted plans by Medicare. Understanding the differences between these two options is where we come in. My wife Denise and I, along with our amazing staff, will help you navigate the options so you can make an informed decision while your Medicare and you book does explain the options and how they work, we all have complicated issues that the book doesn't always answer. Like, will the UW be covered? Or Seattle Cancer Care Alliance? Can I see any doctor? Or am I covered if I travel outside of the country? If I make a choice and it turns out there are better options, can I change? We have the answers to all these questions and more. Call us at 392-8159, D&D Insurance on the Bounty Drive in Ferndale and online at dndinsurance.com. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Well, welcome back uh, to the Walk Report. Eric, I just want to say thank you so much for giving us uh, a big chunk of your of your time uh, this morning. And so thanks for all the hard work that you do. Uh, and we look forward to working with you uh, over the next many years, uh, but especially the next few years when we have some big things to tackle. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this uh, opportunity to speak on your show. I think these are important issues that our community needs to, to know about. And uh, look, looking forward to keeping the conversation going. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just if you're interested in more dialogue on this, again, contact your uh, whoever wins in November. Contact those legislatures to let them know that this is an important topic that we need to resolve. And again, be on the lookout for a lot of information coming your way uh, for a potential jail ballot measure, but just information on uh, what the county council is considering for uh, a jail proposition. And again, this is part of our community. We get to do things right. Uh, and let's let's get this done for the betterment of our community, our businesses, our residents alike. So thanks for, thanks for joining us this morning and we'll see you next week.